Hi, this is La Chicana Cristiana, and I want to dedicate this episode to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for making sure we're surviving and eating every day and have a roof over our head. And, um, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for everything. So, um, and, um, yeah, I've had a very eventful week. Um, God has helped me through every bit of it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for being late, guys, on, on this episode. One second. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to, I want to apologize for being late on this episode. I, I was like exhausted, I guess, um, last night and tonight. Um, but yeah, I woke up and decided I need to do this. Well, I just woke up because I wanted to enjoy my life a little bit without kids uh-huh. and high time. Um, but yeah, so I started a new job and, um, it was my first week of training and, you know, every, every job is difficult first. Um, but this is sales. So, you know, it's like, it's a little extra difficult, but that's why I like, <laughs> I'm always up for those challenges. Um, and it's, you know, I've, I've been talking a lot. I've been talking a lot guys about the whole, like women being leaders, women leadership, women leading men and, you know, women leaders in Christianity. And, um, you know, I think God really showed me something this week because, um, I'm, I'm the only woman in the training. I'm the only woman I've come across at all. Besides the, you know, um, like the organizer, right? She, she, I haven't talked to her like on Zoom or anything, but, or over the phone, but yeah, out of all the people who are, you know, all the supervisors, all the people who are training, everyone I've come across basically has been a man. And despite that, you know, I've, I think I won like three challenges over the week. Um, yeah, I think I won about three challenges. I was called a bulldog leader. I was called a silent killer. (laughs) And, um, I'm already being looked at as, as, um, someone who's going to be moving into management positions in the future. If I do well, right. Um, So it's really, really, really interesting how this is being played out in my life right now. And, um, it's not easy being the only woman or the only, um, yeah, no, yeah, the only woman or the only, and also being a leader at the same time, right? It's, um, I deal, uh, one, one guy, um, he was supposed to be like a trainer, but he's only been there a month. So he's not like officially a trainer, trainer. And, um, 
it was me, him, and another guy in a Zoom call, another person in our training group. And um, I was, I was explaining something about sales because, you know, I've experienced in um, all that. And while I'm talking, this guy tries to interrupt me like twice. And the second time I just let him, you know, so he starts talking. Um, but I think that's something that men, sorry, I had to say it like that. <laughs> sorry, I had to say it like that. And this is something that I think men and um, younger people should, and older people, you know, need to remember that. Um, to let people finish talking before you start saying what you need to say. And I have that problem too. I, I will jump in on, you know, right when someone's feels like they're about to be done, I'll, I'll cut in before they're actually done. So that's something I need to remember too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I think, um, you know, almost all the trainers I've talked to have said something about God. <laughs> so I know most of these men are Christian. So yeah, it's, it's really crazy. It is really crazy. So it just solidifies more for me, my, you know, what God has been telling me that, you know, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be leading. And I've always felt that. I've always felt that. And so this, that was my argument with, um, my cousin is how, if um, I'm not, if God doesn't want women leading men, right. Then why did God make me like this? Because since I was, you know, 15 on the swim team, you know, men and women or girls and boys, um, you know, I was captain and I was always, I've always been like person to push people and to motivate them and blah, 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 you know. And I'm not going to discriminate because that's wrong, right? So it's weird how it seems like leadership for some people is some like abstract thing where, you know, you're just like the spokesman or the face of like a group. That's what people think a leader is, but it's not being a leader is being that person that everyone can come to when their life's going to shit. I'm sorry. But when they're, you know, their life is going down or they're having this issue or, you know, there's no one else they can go talk to about this, but you, and you have to be there emotionally and physically and, you know, And that's what being a leader is, you know, being there for people when they need it the most and they don't have anyone else. I don't think being or or motivating someone on the days that they really don't feel like, you know, doing what they have to do. Or sharing life experiences where to show them, you know, that you understand and that you pull through and to give them, you know, that motivation, that inspiration. That's more so. That's that's what being a leader is. So for the you know, for the Christians and the people who think only men can lead men and blah blah blah. Um I don't even think they understand what really being a leader is. Because it's so much more than um 
yeah, it's so much more than just supposedly being supposedly <laughs> being the face, you know, of the of or the spokesman or the person who tells everyone else what to do. That's not what being a leader is. And I see I think they have those two things conflated. They don't understand. Um So yeah, being being a great leader doesn't mean you are um you're good at telling what others I mean, good at telling what uh, telling others what to do, right? Being a good leader means that you can truly understand people and make them feel heard and change their outlook on life and change their perspective and help them see, you know, the lights and you know, help them get through things in life. So being a leader is more like, in a way, being a counselor than actually what we think being a leader is. It's more like being a counselor, being a therapist, <laughs> being um, a compassionate person. So I think that's where we are getting things confused. Um So the company, um, at some point they were, it's, it's all like older men who are in the, the supervisor position, positions and all the leadership positions. And, um, they were talking at some point about how they're not going to be in this job two, three years from now. They're trying to find people to replace them. So, um, that was all assigned to us that you know, hey, if you can take advantage of what's going on right now, you could be, you know, doing what I do, making, I don't know, how many thousand dollars a year or whatever. And, um, yeah, they were going around the room saying like, you know, Josh can be this, Josh could be the CRO, chief revenue officer. Um, Bob could be I'm using fake names. Bob could be, um, you know, the, this and that. And Lauren, Lauren could be president. Me, the only woman. <laughs> you have no clue how, um, I wasn't necessarily happy for myself. I was happy for womankind. <laughs> if that doesn't sound cheesy. Um, I was happy for womankind in that moment because I was representing us right <laughs> I was representing us in, in that room I was representing women I was repre representing Chicanos that's something that made me really proud too considering everyone in the management is white or um yeah that's about it <laughs> But yeah, they recognize that I, I work my ass off and that's all it comes down to is like, you know, I know that, um, if I'm going to do well and I need to be noticed, if I need to be noticed, I need to do well. If I want or I mean, if I want to be noticed, I need to do well. So I just, you know, I worked everyone else out the, at the room. So that was it. And I've always understood that 
you know, if you, if you want to do well, you got to be an overachiever, right? If you want to be considered leadership, you have to prove yourself, right? And I haven't necessarily proved myself yet. I haven't made any sales. Um, <clears throat> I'm dehydrated today, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I haven't made any sales yet, but um I booked my appointments, you know. Um I'm working towards all those things. Now it's only the first week. Sales is like difficult, right? And the schedule fills up fast, so um I'm supposed to have a supervisor there with me on my first sales calls and they make the sale for me so we can just get through them, you know. And um uh, put some money on the board. So I'm going to tell you what the sales job is. Um, pretty much I'm helping businesses build and grow their business credit. So you're not supposed to be using your personal credit at all when you're, um, you know, applying for business loans. They shouldn't be looking at your personal credit. And if they are, there's something wrong. There's something, you're doing something wrong. So, um, So yeah, so we help people build and grow their, their business credit. And this is a great thing because listen, uh, let's say you're using your personal credit on um, <clears throat> on the building you're renting or you bought, right? You're paying mortgage on for the business you have. And let's say something like, yeah, COVID hits and your business is out. You know, they, they put it on the list that you can't run and... um now you have to close your business. You can't pay the mortgage. You can't pay the mortgage. They put, you know, liens on your house or your income or your partner's income. They can do that. Um, so, you know, all if you're using your personal credit, all those things are at risk. Um, so we help people only use their business credit for their business and, um, you know, move everything from their personal credit and then grow that, that business credit. So you can be eligible for virtually any loan. So it's a great thing. It's a really, really great thing. Um, and, you know, I actually wouldn't, wouldn't even have accepted this um, position if it wasn't a really great thing that's helping people. Because um, I, I've been in my same job for five years. And for the past year and a half, I've been interviewing to, um, you know, move to a different, to a different company. And, um, (sighs) sometimes I just space out. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I was interviewing for like a year and a half trying to find a better position. And, um, I actually wasn't even planning on going back to to a corporate type job. I actually was just going to start publishing books and, you know, um, get to a point where I can live off that. So, um, but yeah, that the only reason that I picked or that I, you know, started working for this company is because it was, it, it's actually really helping people. And I'm sorry, I'm going to stop now because you guys are like, okay, okay, get on with the sales pitch. <laughs> um, but anyway, almost everyone I've met in the company is, believes in God. 
not that they say it outright, but they'll say something about God once in a while. Um, so that's, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm happy I'm around people who are like-minded. And then also it's, it's great that I'm around other, you know, Christian men who are looking at me as a leader. So, um, it's really weird. I feel like in like the black and Hispanic communities, black and Chicano, Mexican communities, right? This is still a big deal. The whole women being submissive to men and blah, blah, blah. In the Christian, you know, Hispanic and Chicano and black communities, this is still like a big deal. And um, for white people, you know, I know that this is this is like this is some like archaic stuff, man. No one no one believes in that anymore. So why is it that us who understand oppression, right? Why is it that you know we we're becoming you know we're starting to overcome these um, you know oppressive things like racially, and then the men in our in our freaking communities turn around and come to us the women and try to oppress us it's weird right like why like when you already understand that why would you turn around and do it to to another person especially you know the women of your own race so i'm gonna call i'm calling you guys out right now (laughs) it's some bullshit I'm going to make a post like that on Facebook. People are probably annoyed as fuck with me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop cussing now because this is a Christian podcast. Um, but just to, guys, just to tell you guys my opinion, I don't think cussing is, is necessarily bad. I think it's the way that you use it, right? Because if I'm on here saying, like I say a written cuss word once in a while compared to, you know, I'm cussing out my husband or my kids or my mom like that's terrible right but if i'm on here you know talking to my friends or just it's not it's not like bad like that right exactly that's what i think um i already forgot what i was talking about i'm sorry (laughs) but yeah it's 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 crazy to me that people who understand oppression can turn around and then oppress someone else just because you know and they're so quick to do it and i hate that christian men christian ethnic men that's you so um what else did i want to talk about in here so the ark, you know, they found Noah's ark in Turkey, right? And um, on a mountain, <laughs> and um, it's absolutely real. And uh, no one wants to acknowledge it, <laughs> but yeah, they found Noah's ark and it's real. So just look that up; you'll see it. It's like, you know transformed like with the landscape right it's like covered in grass and dirt and stuff and looks like a really really weird rock formation or something you know 
but it does look like a boat and it's exactly the same size that it says it is in the bible i read about i read the book of esther this week and um whenever i whenever i hear the stories about like the especially the women in the bible it just it makes me feel so many emotions right because um to know that god chose us right to do certain things um as individual women you know not just as a collective right like raising kids or something like individual women he chose to do specific things in history and um i feel that you know i feel that um god has chosen me to do specific things and i can name them (laughs) um you know i want to change three types of laws i want to change the laws surrounding um renter's rights because right now i'm going i'm actually being evicted this week (laughs) but i have faith in god and i don't care i have faith in god and no man can do anything to harm me when i have faith in god but yeah um God has chosen me to, to do three, you know, change three di- different types of laws. So the first one was the renter's rights. Um, you know, protecting families more, protecting people's assets when they're renting from landlords. There shouldn't even be a slumlords in America. That should be, you know, there should be laws so that th- that can't happen. Right. Two are the laws surrounding um, the way that car loan companies can operate my car was um repoed a day after you know you know i had my 30 days pay and then uh, a day after 30 days they repoed my car they didn't send me an email then send me a letter in the mail they called my phone and didn't leave a message or you know called on different number from different numbers and they don't even have their caller id it up so um and then third one is um parental leave and parental rights so that when you have children when you have kids you can't you know your company has to has to give you leave and paid leave because right now it's you know i actually experience this where uh, me and my partner don't have a lot of family support and you know, we were pretty much living in poverty when we had kids, after we had kids, because um, we couldn't work. We could barely work because we're, t- we're trying to take care of these kids. But I have faith. I have faith in God. You know, I, um, God gave me this new job. He's already talking. You know, the president made an example saying Lauren could be president. <laughs> called me a bulldog leader so i have faith right now i have a lot of faith right now that god's gonna bless me because i've been through some hardship and um i see the light now i can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it still takes it's still gonna take a lot of work on my end you know i said i was in sales 
Uh, but it's also going to take the faith. You know, you have to have faith in everything you do. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think, you know, God has showed me that there are certain things that I need to get back to the world. And um, if I were to listen to all the Christians saying, women can't be leaders, women can't do this, I would never do the things that God asked me to do. So I'm in this constant opposition with evil. <laughs> constantly fighting evil. And God has showed me that I'm a warrior. I know it sounds cheesy. <laughs> but no, he has revealed to me that um, I'm, I'm meant to be a warrior in this life. In the next life. Not the next life, but on this earth, you know, but in, but in heaven. And I, th and I'm grateful cause, um, I'm grateful for the, the mission God has given me this fighting mission, <laughs> even though it sounds crazy, right? Like who likes fighting or who, who thinks it's fun to fight their whole life? I do. <laughs> that's because I'm crazy <laughs> but really you know um, and there's some battles that I'm not going to have to fight anymore at some point and then there will be new battles different battles exciting battles battles to show the glory of God and the mercy and grace that he has for us. And it's weird. Um, you know, I've had reoccurring dreams. My, they actually kind of stopped recently. But um, for a lot of my life, I had reoccurring dreams about fighting for fun. Where I'm physically fighting someone, but it's fun. It's a, it's a good dream. Those are like my favorite dreams. <laughs> so yeah, it's weird, 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 weird. And I'm, I'm trying to perfect my cold call. <laughs> and that's a battle, but that's a fun battle. It's like mentally sparring with someone. Um... So life's crazy. Life's crazy. Life is crazy. Don't judge other people. Love them. So if something doesn't make sense to you, type of lifestyle. Um, you know, as long as they're following what God taught us about. You know, not fornicating, not committing adultery, not stealing not um, worshiping false gods you know 
if we if we follow the commandments we follow jesus christ we love people that's all we're asked to do right we believe in god we believe in jesus that he was our savior that he came back from the dead if we believe all those things and we treat people well you know people think christianity is some other type of thing where you know you have to um Oh no! It's just like there's there's certain people that are okay and there's people that aren't aren't okay and um, even if it doesn't talk about it on the Ten Commandments, we should still care. But I don't know. I don't think those things matter in the eyes of God. In reality, you know, I don't think. Yeah, at, dra at drag shows or drag queens and stuff like that. They could be doing other things in their life that's terrible. They could be, um, you know, what, whatever it is, fornicating. Um, I'm not even going to list those things. But anyway, it's like, but that's everyone. It's not because they're a freaking drag queen. Right? Even though it could possibly, the whole lifestyle could possibly inspire promiscuity. Um, but that's a lot of other things, too. And how many, I'm not even going to talk about this, but there's things that priests and, and pastors have done that's a thousand million times worse than anything I've heard a drag queen do. So look at that reality, right? There's a difference between the gay people and the gay agenda in Hollywood, right? In Hollywood, there's a lot of different agendas, you know? There's an agenda to make, um, you know, to break up the black household, household, right? They're always portraying black women as single moms and, um, you know, black men as thugs and stuff. They always portray Mexican men as thugs or drug dealers. They always portray Mexican women as the freaking maid, right? The cleaning lady or something. So there's different agendas, right? And um, for gay people, the agendas, you know, push gay, push being gay on everyone. So then we we're further breaking up the the original family unit. We're disrupting society. We're um, we're making we're influencing people to be what they're not, right? Because, um, I know not, there, it's just, you know, be, like, I don't know what percentage of the population is, is actually gay or lesbian, but it's not that much, you know, the percentage is really small. And for some reason we just see it everywhere in, um, television and media. So it's not even representative of what's actually going, going on. And that's the gay agenda. Right? There's all these different agendas. And the real people in real life have nothing to do with it. Your gay neighbor has nothing to do with the gay agenda. <laughs> and um, so we need to start recognizing these things. That there's powers that are trying to make us think things. And then there's just regular people living their lives.
I hope these things make like sense to someone else besides me. Cause I'm so tired of just fighting people all the time. And I said earlier that, you know, I like fighting and all that in a fun way. Um, but it does get tiring. The, the rhetoric of, you know, the rhetoric of hate, the rhetoric of judgment, the rhetoric of, um, not understanding. I've decided that I'm probably going to start making actual TikTok videos. Because <laughs> I do love dancing, man. Okay. The best person I've ever danced with was Hawaiian. <laughs> In college. Um, it's amazing. The human experience is amazing. Let me tell you, God did something when he made us because, um, when I look back to, you know, my time when I was, when I'd go out dancing stuff, that those times when I would find a good dance partner, partner, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's just God made us so amazing. <laughs> God made us so amazing. The things that we can do. And um, every day, at least, well, I try to every day, but you know, on, on Saturdays and stuff, um, I turn music on with my kids and we dance and sing and stuff. You know, we have a dance party and, um, and we're dancing and singing for God. We're celebrating God. So, you know, and that's what, that's what he made us for, you know, to celebrate him, to understand, um, you know, how beautiful he made us and how beautiful this world is, despite all the, all the evil, you know, and, you know, we should really be grateful and praise him and, you know, do things for him, sing dance that's what those things are for is to praise him and I love dancing <laughs> I love dancing I can do belly dance I can do salsa I can do bachata you know um i can do hip-hop and i just do my own thing <laughs> let's see let me tell you about um mordecai in the Bible, in the book of Esther, he, um, so for the, for those of you who don't know, um, Esther was, you know, Jewish and she was, she became the wife of the king who was, um, Babylonian, I believe. And, um, 
and he was recognized by the king because he uh, had told he had told the court about um, some people who were conspiring against the king and so he told the court and let the king know and so the king had favor for Mordecai um, and Mordecai was the one that told Esther that um, some other person was trying to kill the Jews In um, in the book of Esther, at, at the very end, I think chapter nine or so, verse three. For Mordecai the Jew was next to was next unto King Asterisk, and great among the Jews, and accepted of the multitude of his brethren, seeking the wealth of his people, and speaking peace to all of his seed. And I I feel like um. You know, the whole seeking the wealth of his people and speaking peace unto all of his seed. That's what us as leaders, you know, are doing. Seeking the wealth wealth of his people, you know, trying to find ways for our, our people to prosper. And speaking peace to all of his seed. And being kind and compassionate to everyone around us and that's what you know that's that's being a leader creepy. I said creepy I'm sorry I said that because um on my screenshots I had a screenshot or a picture you know in my pictures had a screenshot of my of my supervisor while he was talking on zoom <laughs> i'm like i don't want that elite there's a meme there's this meme that says kids who grew up feeling lonely may become adults who seek love where it's not available isolate themselves when things go wrong are always there for others but feel invisible blame themselves when people hurt them feel deep emptiness and loneliness inside are known by many but still feel they have no real friends or deep connections I think I grew up feeling lonely but um, I had a lot of people in my house <laughs> at some point it was like you know nine people Nine, ten people in a three-bedroom. And a garage. We had a garage, too. So that was the next room. So it was more like a four-bedroom. Um, but I did feel a little bit lonely. But in a way, I, I think I did that to myself. Because, um... I don't know. I was alone a lot. But a lot of times, it's because I wanted to be. I never... I never you know I wasn't ever trying to get anyone to play with me that was weird <laughs> but I do a lot of these things I did seek love where it's not available uh, when I was younger a lot I sleep themselves when things go wrong I always do that when there's something wrong in my life I just I completely stop talking to people I can't even handle, you know, I just can't, I don't know, I can't, 
I can't even give it. I can't give energy to anything else but trying to fix this problem right now. And I feel embarrassed at the same time. It's, you know. Are always there for others but feel invisible. I was there for others a lot. And um, when I did need people, I think I did feel pretty invisible. Blame themselves when people hurt them. Yeah. Yeah, feel deep emptiness and loneliness inside sometimes, <laughs> but that's why you need Jesus. I swear, that's the only the only thing that's helped me. Are known by many, but still feel they have no real friends or deep connections. I feel like I have one, you know, couple deep connections. Um, but yeah, I was just sharing that. <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. God says the pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. God says he will protect you from any harm. God says that you're going to prosper very soon. And all this is going to feel like a dream. All this is going to feel like a dream. And it's going to be easy to forget it. And then. But but that's why. You have you can't forget it. You have to always place yourself back in this position. And remember what this was like. So you can do things for others as well every day. And you can help the less fortunate. You can create organizations or create something that's going to give back to people and give back to the community. I have to go because my kids are awake. <laughs> God bless. Amen. <laughs>